Hello everyone, welcome back to the podcast. We are so happy to have you here and back on the show. On today's episode, we have another special guest joining us today. She attends the University of Ottawa and she studies commerce and minors in finance. Today, we are so happy to have her here on the show. And another thing about her is that she enjoys different hobbies such as taking walks in nature, discovering new places during the summer, and her favorite Bible verse is Psalm 23 verse 1, which says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I would like to welcome my dear friend Sharon to the podcast. Welcome Sharon. Thank you, Bontu. You're going to be representing Ottawa U, huh? Yes. <laughs> Tell us, if someone is considering joining Ottawa U, why should they come? First of all, it's a downtown university. Like, okay. it's here. <laughs> <laughs> but it's bilingual as well. So I think you get both backgrounds. So yeah, they would okay. enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Do you speak some French? Yeah, I do. Je parle français. Okay. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> if you need some French classes, go to Sharon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's actually something new that I've learned today about you. I didn't know you speak French. Really? Yeah, I didn't know. Wow. Okay. That's interesting. So Sharon, um, tell us something about Psalm 23 verse 1. Why is it your favorite Bible verse? Uh, Psalm 23 verse 1, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. It really makes me think that I will not fear because God is with me and mm. that, you know, a shepherd guides ships, you know. Mm. So whenever I need guidance, as you know, young people, we really need guidance in most of the decision. You're like, should I go to the school or no? Should I be like this kind of person or no? So it really gives me reassurance that God is guiding me and mm. that he doesn't just leave me on earth just to figure things out but mm. that will guide me till heaven because there is another verse that says he who started the good work in you will as well finish it. So it really gives me the reassurance whenever I feel like I don't have things in control that I have a shepherd and that I will not, I shall not want. Yeah. That's beautiful. And I think it actually relates to your testimony and how God has been guiding you your whole life ever since you were a child. So that is very beautiful. It's a very beautiful verse for sure. Take us back to the beginning of your testimony. Where were you born and raised? Yeah, so I was born in Rwanda. Mm -hmm. Shout out to my Rwandese. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was I was born in Rwanda and uh, in a place called Nyamirambo. I don't mm -hmm. think people, some people might recognize. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was born and raised in Rwanda. Mm -hmm. I think I came here at 18. So mm -hmm. I came in Canada at 18 years old. Yeah. So take us to when you were very little, things you enjoyed doing as a child, things that you like um, experienced uh, as a child growing up in Rwanda compared to, let's say, children who grew up here. What are some of the differences? Yeah. So I was a really, um, I think I was an introvert, but yeah, I was really introvert, you know. But then uh, growing up in Rwanda, like the funny thing about there is that some neighbor's kids that you don't even know, they will just come knocking at your door 
And the next thing you know, those are your friends. Now you're hanging out, your friends, you know. So it really used to help me get out of that little box. So I really did enjoy time with my neighbors, you know, friends. I really did enjoy time outside most of the time. Because even though at that time it was mostly like we're being forced of going to play, you know. Because our parents saying, you shouldn't be watching TV all day, you know. But then when I think about it now, it was a really good time. I, I, I enjoyed like making new friends playing with my siblings yeah so those are the different things i used to enjoy did you grow up in a christian home how was the faith aspect of your childhood yeah i did grow up in a christian home in an adventist home something about it is that because my mom just converted to being um, adventist after marriage with my dad so we were i think we were discovering like adventism together but then being christian like my mom is a prayer warrior like honestly so like giving that as a background it helped us know god at a very young age you know like you would lie and they would tell you that thing is bad god doesn't love it you know and then you will know it you'll know about it so growing up in that kind of environment really i think that's what presented to me who was god and what was god like and then uh one thing i enjoyed as well um uh, in my childhood at home is that we will have prayers together every time at night i don't even know how we used to manage that we will all go in the room and have prayers to god together so it really like it it really like taught us a lot of things it taught us how to pray it taught us why to read the bible because i think when you have a good background even though you go away you still know some things so yeah wow that's really nice that um you had devotions as a child growing up it's really nice because the bible says that train up a child in a way that he should be and when he grows up he will not depart from it mm -hmm. and this is a true bible promise and some people take it like well does it mean that that child doesn't have a choice right to leave the church or somehow they'll just always be in the church it doesn't mean that but it means you know there'll always be that voice that they hear in their heart telling them no you shouldn't be doing this or you should be doing that that's what the promise means because someone yeah. may physically leave the church because there are youth who physically leave the church right yeah. but the holy spirit is still with them because mm -hmm. the prayers of their parents as you say your mother was praying for you And there are prayers that um, parents and family members pray for young people. Those prayers continue following them in a way that the Holy Spirit is always like talking to them and speaking to them. And when they're heading in the wrong direction, the Holy Spirit is like, you know, asking them, are you sure you want to like go that direction? So yeah, that promise is really true. And it's really nice that you started off mm -hmm. in a Christian home. As children, when we are growing up, there are things that we really enjoy. And there are also experiences that are not, that easy when you were younger um what was the thing that you faced as a young child as a young girl growing up that was sort of a negative experience at that age in your life what i can remember so far as you say the kids as well meets challenges but i think what is more outstanding that that i remember and that as well i was healing from it's about being bullied or having insecurities because as you know like most children have a little weight you know like we don't all grow up like 
slim, you know. So I was that kind of kid that had a little weight, you know. So um, like growing up like that at school, I used to be bullied in a kind of way, like about maybe I'll stay there, like we will have lunch together. And some people will tell me like, you know, why are you having that kind of lunch? Things like that. And then that's bringing me actually to realize that how much words can impact you know, there is this verse that says in Proverbs 18.21 that says the tongue has the power of life and death and those who love it will eat fruits, you know. So like it was being bullied. It's not mostly about actions as people think that they're going to beat you or something, but sometimes it can be through words. So I think growing up as a child, hurtful words had affected me so much. And because uh, I remember this situation, I was coming from school. I don't know what had happened. I, I don't remember well, but I think we were doing a game or something. And people told me I couldn't run because I had weight. So I went back home. And when you go back home, it was lunchtime. Like my dad was like, come eat. But after I was like, no, I don't want to eat. I want to grow slim. Like, I don't want to eat, you know. So after like, what could my dad do? He was like, okay, I don't know what she's going through. But he was like, sure, don't worry like eat you know it's like if you don't eat like you're gonna die or something so I think um, words of people had affected me in different ways as a child and it made me grow some insecurities about myself and about being example like having a little weight about having different things as you know like I didn't embrace the difference of people that we are all different so it made me grow with insecurities and I think with seeking attention you know because people used to see me and say Oh, like they used to compare me with people. By example, they used to compare me with my mom and say, oh, I think your mom is prettier than you and things like that. So all, all those things would actually affect me as a young girl, you know, even though I was a child, it would really affect me and say, okay, God, like, what am I missing? You know, so I think that was one of the experience I went through. And that made me realize as well how words are really like important, what we prophesize to other people, what we tell other people, how much it can impact their life. Because 20 years old later, and I can still remember those experiences, it means that it really had a powerful impact in my life. So yeah. So um, speaking on that, if you were to go back to your younger self at that age when you were experiencing bullying, what's one piece of advice, one encouragement would you say to your younger self? Yeah, I think I would say that, of course, it's going to be all right. And then I will tell myself, like, uh, God sees you, God loves you, because I think when you're experiencing all these things as a child, you, you don't think about God first, <laughs> like, you don't encourage yourself like that. So I will just tell myself, like, God sees you, he loves you, and you are enough. The way you're created, you're created in the image of God, you are enough, you know, just who God made you to be, that's who you are, like nothing more, nothing less, you know. And yeah, I think I would as well advise myself just to let it out, communicate to somebody, maybe my friend or my parents about it, because I feel like as young children, sometimes they hold on things in their heart and they start making these assumptions in their head. They start thinking a lot of things, even as young adults, like sometimes we imagine things, we overthink, but whatever we think, it doesn't mean it's true, you know? So I think communication whereby people go to therapy or anything, but communication sometimes is important. Just having that friend that I think that's why even God gave us to live with other people, you know, like 
to have friends just having that one friend or just praying to god you know telling him how you feel or just speaking it out loud sometimes speaking things out loud it helps you you know so i would tell myself just communicate to someone tell it to god do not hold it on yourself and then yeah i think that's what i would tell myself Yes, that's some great advice for sure. And you know, like there is someone who's listening today and maybe they still have the wounds and the hurt from experiencing bullying, you know? Um, as you said, bullying can happen at any age. Um, it's not just kids, even young adults can even happen at a university, at a college, you know, even at work, at a workplace. So, um, it's really great what you say, the piece of advice. And um, for anyone listening and you're going through anything like that, as she said, talk to somebody. Like don't pile things inside because the more you pile things inside, the more you're hurting and the hurt is building and building. And before you know it, it just it can turn into something that is harder to manage. So mm-hmm. while it's easier to manage, it's best that you talk to someone you trust. I know that sometimes therapy might not be accessible, right? Um, especially for us students. You can talk to someone you trust and uh, let them know what you're experiencing. And sometimes they may not necessarily give you professional advice, but just having someone who can sit down with you and listen to you and just be there to listen as you speak about what you're experiencing um it helps a lot but yeah don't pile things within you may think you're helping yourself or that you're not bothering anyone you may think oh let me not bother anyone but it's gonna hurt you the more when you keep it inside sharon you chose today the verse to represent your testimony as john 8 chapter 8 verse 10 to 11 which says, when Jesus had raised himself up and saw no one but the woman, he said to her, woman, where are those accusers of yours? Has no one condemned you? She said, no one, Lord. Why did you choose this verse for your testimony? So giving a little background about this verse, it's when, so there was a woman that was caught during adultery and then some men started bringing her, like they started bringing her to Jesus in the temple telling to Jesus like this is what she did and everything and then Jesus he bent down and he was writing things on the floor so they were like tell us you know so the first man like wanted to see what he's writing so when he was seeing what he's writing he actually some people just say he actually saw his sins or something like that but by the end all the men they ended up going back you know and Jesus told the woman like is anyone here to condemn you because before that Jesus said those who didn't sin like let him throw first the stone so every man like ended up leaving the room and then jesus told the woman to like i will not condemn you as well like go and sin no more like it's actually a story that i can relate to so much because our accuser is the devil you know so most of the time you think he's accusing you he's putting you down and he's like god cannot accept you but remembering this verse that said jesus christ did not come to condemn us but to save us you know jesus when he told that woman like i'm not gonna condemn you but go and sin no more you know it's actually an encouragement to anyone because i've been in the situation of that woman of the condemnation of the devil and of different maybe things in life you know and thinking that oh 
like I deserve it. I deserve actually to be thrown because the woman did not defend herself. She was down there crying, you know, probably thinking, how did I reach here? You know, so it's, it's actually encouraged me. And I, I want to encourage anyone as well in this position, when you're feeling like I'm down there, like everything is accusing me, like, I don't even know how I reached there. Like I deserve to die to remember that that's why Jesus came for us. He came to die for us. He did not come to condemn us, but he came to deliver us, you know, to deliver us from sin. And the way he told that woman, like, go and sin no more, which means because the woman all her life, she, example all her life she knew how to sin you know so telling her go and sin no more it's like jesus saying now you're not alone like i'm gonna be with you we're gonna learn this you know so it actually represents my testimony like it's the way christ told me sharon let's go again and do this thing called life let's go again and i'll help you to know how to do things i'll help you to know again how to do devotion i'll help you to know how to pray i'll help you to know how to fast because as a sinner all these things does not come because oh i trained myself i went in the gym how many times you know but it comes through the help of christ so that verse is really encouraging because it's to tell anyone that jesus is telling us go and sin no more not because we're perfect not because we are born like that literally the woman was downstairs crying you know literally the woman had been caught but he's telling us because he know we can do this and with him everything is possible what's impossible to man is possible with christ so i'm actually a living testimony of that because that's what christ did for me amen sharon is here preaching us someone <laughs> let the church say amen <laughs> That's really beautiful. Someone could be listening today mm -hmm. and they could feel like, man, Sharon, you don't know the things that I've gone through. Um, You know, you, you grew up in a Christian home. Me, no one is a Christian in my family. Um, and it's a whole mess. Um, I've done things that I'm ashamed of. Um, I'm not proud of them. And yeah, I want to have a relationship with God too. But I just feel like this lady in the story. I just feel like I'm ashamed of my past. I carry a lot of wounds and I just don't know how to move forward in a relationship with God. Where do I start? And how does that look like? I think I can tell that person that I've been there. Like, actually, the best testimonies to hear from people, it's when they've been there. So I can tell that person, like, trust me, I've been there. Like, I remember when I started working back, walking back with Christ. I know we'll go back after. <laughs> but when I started walking back with Christ, um, I was as confused as the person. I was like, I don't know anybody like um i don't know any church starting from there i don't know any church like i knew one church but i didn't know any adventist church i was like i don't know anybody i can ask at least when you have some people to ask you really depend on them you're like okay like i'm i'm available can we do this can we have a bible study together like literally in my mind i was thinking i don't have anybody like christ what can i do you know but the first thing is honestly prayer like prayer is like is the most i'm not gonna tell that person oh do this step one step two you know i'm just gonna say pray like prayer brings us up to christ prayer is not having a fancy fancy prayer it's just like opening up your your heart to christ literally i could be praying sometimes christ give me some friends like i don't have any friends i will be praying saying i don't even have any people to encourage me i'm going through all this like please give me some people and the next thing i know like i'm, I'm hanging out with people that i don't even know like i didn't even know till then 
but like God, you know, provides. Sometimes I could be like, I could be having this little, little question that Christ can only be the one to, to answer. So I can tell that person to pray first, to let God how they feel and to let God like guide them, you know, because I know it's not going to happen tonight. I didn't pray that prayer of friend and it didn't happen tomorrow just like that, you know, like, but there was consistency and prayer and faith as well, you know, because faith is not just something we say about, but it's, it's through your actions. When you consistently pray about something, there was this parable that Jesus said, there was a woman asking a king, every time, give me this thing, give me this thing, give me this thing. And that king was actually tired. He was like, okay, let me give you that thing because I'm tired, you know. But how much does our God love us more than the king who didn't know the, the woman, you know. So when you consistently pray, God is actually making ways. He's working back door. Like sometimes you cannot have friends right now, but he's actually building your character so that you can handle those friends, you know. Like sometimes you pray for things and God is just working on a character right now. So I feel like I would tell that person, do not be discouraged. I know you're not feeling well right now, but just pray and ask God to guide you. Ask God to show you the sermons to look at. Like be willing, not only passively praying, but actively praying. Just pray and tell God, so what do I do now? Where do I, st-? literally I had to pray, where can I start the Bible? I, I was like, I don't know where to restart. And God has been providing. So I can tell that person that the God who did it for me, I'm sure he can do it for the person. So just pray and hold on. Like Christ sees you and he's there. Take us back to high school what makes your relationship with god then in high school different from your relationship with god today i think um growing in a christian family made me know god and when i went back in high school i think sometimes i don't know about everyone but people that grow up in like in church sometimes we're presented to god only about the low side or to god as only the low maker where i was not I think I didn't know about the gracious God. I, I knew only God about the lawmaker because I knew uh, there I will do certain actions and that's what will make me, you know, like be good. Like that's what will make God like love me, you know. So like an experience I used to have sometimes in high school because I was a Sabbath keeper and I was an Adventist. So um to show you how much I was much more on the God who's, you know, who gave the commandment and the law, which is true as well. But then um, I used to to say, oh, on on Saturday, I'm not going to do anything. Like my parents knew, they knew they wouldn't just tell me like, okay, of course I will go somewhere sometimes, but they knew whenever I reach home, I will be in my room. And the way it used to be sometimes so challenging, like sometimes I thought the Sabbath started from morning till night. So till Sunday, so I would stay the whole night, like the whole night, just reading the Bible. My sister would actually, she, she was used to sleep with the lights on. She, she knew, she was like, let me not disturb this girl. Because I used to feel like, oh my goodness, if God said, observe the, the, the Sabbath, like who am I not to observe it? I thought... I thought everybody else, I don't know about them, but for me, that's what I'll do, you know? So I used to be so afraid, like so fearful of God and so afraid of God. I think I didn't have a personal relationship with God. I think I knew him just as the lawmaker and I have to to do that thing. Not because God has been so gracious for me, because I felt sometimes when you grow up, you think you take for granted some things. You think maybe being uh, polite or maybe not lying, it's something that makes you perfect. 
that's a lie because sometimes god is just you know helping you out but i thought oh I, i'm maybe polite i skip the sabbath i don't lie so i thought i was very righteous i was like i'm a righteous person i'm gonna work for that for being righteous so i feel like that's how i used to view my relationship with god back in high school so how i view my relationship with god now i feel like it's whole and complete because i still see god as the lawmaker and the god above everything else but i see him as the one who sent his only son like his only son to die for my sins even before i knew him the one who chose me even before i knew him the one who loved me the one who loved me through my darkest time the one who said even through the fire i will be with you nothing will separate me from you from the love i have for you fire everything even death will not separate for, from the love that he has for me so like being all that righteous person i think god humbles you because before being like this before coming back in the walk with christ i had to pass through a moment i thought oh if i knew god as the law maker i've been breaking all the laws i know you know like i don't think i'm acceptable i was like that woman we were just talking about i was like i don't think i'm acceptable i, I was like no like it can't be but when i saw what god is moving for him to find me i was like wow like you know actually god sees me he loves me and he loves me just the way i am he doesn't love me because Oh, like I'm righteous, but he loves me just the way I am, which makes me more like willing to love him more, to do more his commandments, like to walk with him more. He just said um a couple of minutes ago was that if you don't know God's word, you don't know God. And that is very powerful mm -hmm. and very true because there sometimes when we can make our own, as you said, perceptions of God, because we don't know his word and his word tells us about him. It's just the way, um, let's say nowadays, people have things like LinkedIn, right? And when you're applying for a job, you put your LinkedIn account, right? And then they see your LinkedIn account. Oh, um, Sharon volunteered in this. You did this. She works here. So the person who is hiring you is going to get a little bit of information about who you are. But if they didn't read your LinkedIn, they didn't read your resume, how are they going to know about you? You know? So, yeah, it's the same thing with God. God, like if you don't read the word of God, you will know about God. And guess what? Other people are going to influence the perception that you have of God and even your own feelings, as you said. Some days you feel like God is a God of love. Maybe it's because good things are happening. And then when hardships come, you're going to think, oh, God, what is this? You know, <laughs> like, what am I going through? Is this what God is bringing to me? And you just, it's so easy for us to misinterpret things when we don't know his word so yeah that is so true in your last year of high school there were some friends that really made a positive influence in your life and your walk with god can you tell us about positive influence that they made in my last year of high school that's when i went in boarding for people who know when you're in boarding like you're now 24 7 with a hundred people like a hundred students you know so actually living with other people it's really made a good impact on me because i now was happy having like fellowship with people who are my age mates. So we used to have a church at my school, like uh, Seventh-day Adventists will go pray together and everything every day. So actually the good impact was me 
observing how my fellow students were living their relationship with God, which was giving me kind of a view like about God, you know, I would see, I would see people like literally like by example, literally refusing to do things on the Sabbath or maybe not doing their exams, which, which I found surprising because remember, even though I had that gap between me and God, I was really not that attached to God like that. So looking at this people able to sacrifice even school years like able to sacrifice all that it made me surprised i was i was learning i was like oh like okay like how important is god in your life like that that you may sacrifice all this thing that you may get punished that you may be spoken bad about like by authorities and everything so the good impact honestly was living like with other people and knowing their relationship with god which helped me a little bit get a view with my relationship with god and as well makes me think how much when jesus say we are the light of the world literally we're the light of the world because i knew some of the things about god because of my fellow student because now i was like it's not my mother you know because sometimes we don't see our parent we're like they're really trying to to correct us you know but now when you are looking at other people how much maybe sometimes they're fasting how much maybe sometimes they're praying it was giving me a broad view like about who is this guy that everyone like of my age met like that are my age met are really that are fasting for him and everything. So it's actually helped me start getting a clear view of God because of the way people used to live for God. So I think that was the most positive impact. And as well, the whole experience of not living at home. I think God was preparing me, you know, because going in boarding like helped me actually know how to live with people because sometimes when you go back home, you just few hours with other people, but knowing how to show love, like literally there, there were some people with love that you would miss something, you would not have maybe clothes and they will literally land you, you know? So it's really showed me a genuine and pure love which made me learn so much so take us to the time when you were drawing away from god what was causing you to draw away from god and how did that affect your walk with god i didn't have my identity in christ so i was looking all these people doing different things so i was like that's how it goes like i actually can't compromise that's how it goes you know so sometimes I think about it now, I was like, I was mostly influenced as well because, you know, the eyes are the, the light to your soul. That's, I don't know if that's how they say it, but about the things I was watching, maybe through, um, through pop culture and the things like that, you know, I was watching a lot of things, you know, the perspective about how p what people living in the Western countries should live. So I was like, okay, I need to be this kind of girl. I need to, to be doing like this, you know? So all this perspective were giving me a new identity and it was not in Christ. So the things that were drawing me back, I think it was mostly the fear of the unknown, not searching good examples. Because in the Bible, there are so many examples about young girls, about what they did, about what they can do, you know? But I was searching examples in the wrong way or in a wrong place so all of that were making me because of course if I'm searching like my examples or role model maybe in another way or not in the word of God of 
course, I'm going to start being like them. I'm going to start wearing like them. I'm going to start thinking like them, speaking like them, you know? So I think all this contributed to me drawing back from God, but which as well, I want to emphasize when you don't have a personal relationship with God, all these things are so, so easy to influence you because right now I'm still living in the world, you know, like all these things pass through my eyes. But when you have like, when you have a personal relationship with God, you know, like what's not to let pass through your eyes. You're just like, oh, I'm not going to watch this. I'm not going to hear about this. Like you now have self-control, which is a fruit of the spirit. So as well, um, I think back then not having a personal relationship with God made me grow fearful. I was like, oh, no, you know, I can't be this girl that compromise. I have to be like this. I have to be like this. And because as well, I feel like what's made me as well grow, like grow drew back from christ it was um but maybe being a hypocrite like showing people your you know people the way they see you like oh you like you're so polite you're so smiling you're so kind but that doesn't define you most of the time you know like just showing people you're okay showing people you're doing everything okay but everything was not going well so the devil was starting like like to influence me much like just to like just know the way you're gonna talk example to your parents just know the way you're gonna talk to your aunts but after that's not who you are you know like that's i was having two two different people like two different images but yeah so i think those were the things that were making me draw back from god like of course a new country but like i didn't know like i don't know the fear of the unknown i can say like it's when sometimes when by because i just recently maybe started university like what what's what was different about it is as well i was afraid i was like oh like what is university i've been years like not studying like i'm going on campus like i don't know these people you know but now the reason why i didn't have the fear of unknown now i was giving it in the hand of a much higher person than me who's christ you know i was giving it in the hand of god i was like God, I don't have any friends. I'm feeling so anxious. I don't even know. Like, I'm feeling so anxious. I don't want to go to school. And then God will lead me. He will not remove me from the situation. He will just help me go through the situation, you know, just as the way he was with uh, Daniel friends in the fire he was going through the situation with me presenting me people here and there helping me not feel alone you know so sometimes we think oh telling it to god is going to remove you from the situation but sometimes he can pass with you through the situation so i think coming here i didn't give it i think i i was putting it all on my hands i was putting it all like sure you have to go through this you know so i think that's what made me draw back there's a decision that you made during that time and that decision is a really impactful one and it was leaving social media so ever since you left social media what are some positive things that you've gotten to witness and what would you say to somebody who is feeling like you know what i've done an examination i've prayed about it whether social media is something i want to continue and they have decided to leave social media because i want to say this as a disclaimer social media has both positive and negative impacts mm -hmm. um but there is a point where um an individual can reach someone can reach and like sharon she made that choice to leave social media and um, Sharon is going to share with you why she left social media. And if you've been thinking about it, maybe somebody's listening today and they're like, 
you know what i can resonate with sharon i feel like we're on the same page and i feel like it's the same thing for me i want to leave social media you're gonna hear sharon's perspective i left social media when i was growing closer to christ again because that's one of the decisions that were a little bit hard for me but i had to what personally made me leave social media it was i was going through a lot of thoughts and you know i was like you know what let me just give myself a little break you know from social media because social media is to influence you have so many influences you know like let me just give myself a break and everything so i quit social media and the time i started quitting social media i now had so much time you know sometimes things take time like it used to take most of my time you know even though now i'm still you know learning how to manage time and everything but now i was starting to have so many time like i'm not on instagram i'm not on snapchat and i'm not on tiktok like i was sitting down sometimes in the evening i'm like okay so what do i do now i can't just go on youtube like that you know and so so after during this time honestly that that's the most time that growth was growing me up that the time i was now listening maybe to podcast that was the time now i was reading the bible that was the time i was reading those books that impacted my life that was the time i was using to do other things that i really did enjoy so i feel like it had a positive impact in my life because sometimes you revolve your life around something i was sometimes waking up just going on my phone and it would drain me so much it would i would consider myself not growing up either spiritually or either mentally but going from social media actually god as you said sometimes god calls you and you're like i can learn all these things on social media i can be so inspired with people there are so many pastors you know but god will sustain you like people back then on jesus time they didn't have any social media but most of them they knew god like we're, we're literally reading the bible like these people were living out a true life of experience of faith of being a light to the world you know so i feel like when god is calling you for something he will literally sustain you god had been has been even till now has been sustaining me i have been having information i'm not lacking anything so you who wants to leave social media and people are telling you oh you're gonna miss out a lot trust me god the important part he will literally tell you you know and then as well i think i left social media because i wanted to have a restart button and as i said you can't just be there on social media like that you know it was helping me to have a restart button like on involving like my relationship with god alone you know with nothing influencing me just me and him alone so it was really helpful for me like that just to have a personal reflection like is um because i can't tell you i can't decide for you like it's just to let yourself have yourself a conversation with is social media helping me like being just honest sometimes honesty helps you know just being honest like is social media helping me some people it helps you them in ministry some people they learn different things some people are following people that are life changers that helps them in their work with christ in different things you know so is social media helping me how long am I spending on social media? Like sometimes we forget that the earth is not our home. You know, we have to prepare for the heaven home. So like you have to prepare, like how will you spend time with Christ 24-7 if you are not used to spend time with Christ 24-7, you know? How long am I spending time on social media? What am I looking at, you know? So all these things will help you. But as I said, 
it's maybe it's just not call it's god is not calling you to leave social media forever try out like at the time i left social media i had gave myself a, a month a week i had given myself a month i was just like oh the month of february i'm just gonna leave it but now it's been two, one year <laughs> like now it's been one year so i can encourage anyone that you're missing nothing like honestly you're missing nothing god has you where he needs you to be you know so if it's not positively impacting you if you're having you know if you're not even because I wasn't even using social media most of the time to co- to do conversation with people. I would find myself a hundred messages, but I'm still there, you know, like it wasn't helping me in anything. So I'm just telling anyone who, who maybe wants a little break, just take that little break. Just go like, just go in faith. You know, when I, God called Abraham, Abraham didn't know where he's going, where he's living. Like, you know, he just followed. So if you really think that God is calling you for that, just go in faith and maybe you, you will really download it tonight don't worry it's not the end of the world you know <laughs> do not worry just ask god if you really want me to do this help me tell me the way to do it and then like if one thing to end up with like having so much time without social media or without being on your phone is not bad time people are now afraid of being alone or isolated. They think of it as a bad thing, but it's not a bad thing. There is a reason why Christ, before his ministry, went into the desert. There was nobody else in the desert. So he was there for many, many days, 40 days. He was there for 40 days, just having conversation with God. So maybe God wants you right now to be in that place and being lonely and being isolated is different things you know sometimes god will want you just to be at home alone for you him to communicate with you because there is this purchase that say moses was waiting for god so he saw like if it's wind, I don't remember. Wind came, he was not there. Fire came, he was not there. But there was this small voice that whispered, like, let's train ourselves to hear that voice of God because that's what will help us, you know, grow even spiritually. Talk about um, the time when you were fasting and prayer. How did that, how did fasting and prayer impact your healing journey and building on, on your relationship with God? Fasting and prayer, I'm even still learning about it. You know, I'm still learning more about it. But fasting and prayer, it's a powerful thing. When I started doing it, um, when I was starting my walk back with Christ, that's when I started like doing it, you know. So before, um, I think the first time I started fasting and prayer, I was really having this challenge in my life. And I heard this YouTuber, like it's a girl that preaches. And then she was saying, "Uh, like fast and see what happens. You know, I was like this thing called fasting. I literally didn't know. I was just like, how many hours should I spend not eating? Like, what is it? Is it only about eating? Like, can I drink? Like, I literally didn't have any answer. Like, I didn't know about it. But talking about it, I was having a problem of sleeping not uh, at night while sleeping. I was for a week waking up always in the middle of the night so afraid like i don't know so afraid having all these voices i I was so afraid you know i was starting my back my work with christ so definitely if you're starting again to be christian you're gonna relate it you're gonna say okay i'm waking up it's been a week like the like waking up in the middle of the night it's been a week like i don't know what's going on and if you're a student you really know how tiresome like how tired you are like waking up is not a fun thing in the middle of the night so i was like i don't know i don't know what how to heal myself i don't know how to what to do it 
I think I didn't tell anybody because I was saying if I tell people, they will start giving me their own medication. So I was like, you know what? Let me just go. I used YouTube, yeah, <laughs> to find my answer. But then this girl was like, um, just she was telling us about an experience she had and she was like, just fast and pray. And then after I did that, I was like, okay, let me fast and pray for, I don't remember how many days I took, but I was like, let me, let me just try it. You know, I will wake up in the morning and just, you know, like in my time, I used to have breakfast. I just pray. I just do intentionally. I, I was just intentionally fasting and praying because sometimes, you know, when you fast and pray, sometimes you just, you're just there. You're not even using that time to pray. You're just saying, oh, I'm fasting, but you're not even praying. So I was using that time to fast and really pray my lunchtime. I would be like, okay, this was supposed to be my lunchtime. I'm not going to continue working. I'm just going to, you know, pray, talk to God, read the Bible and everything. And want to, it did miracles in my life. Like that's actually, I feel like that's the miracle. Like I can stand on and say, yes, I know for sure. Like, I think God hears us, not hears us more. Like, I feel like when we're more concentrated, more fasting and praying, like miracles happen, you know, like honestly, it did for me miracles. Taking an example of Esther, like Esther was facing this big decision in her life they were they had told her we're gonna kill your people and everything and she was like i'm gonna go to the king and nobody goes to the king i'll be the first one what did she do so esther said to everyone just take three days fast and pray and it worked so fasting and praying it's not something that is necessary when you have a bad thing going on on your life some fasting and praying is not something like you have to do many times but fasting and praying actually determines your relationship with christ sometimes i will even be reminded to fast and pray when nothing is going in my life when i have no urgent requests you know and i'm like oh okay like i think well i should do it you know so fasting and praying i think it really helped me in this kind of situation when i had to make big decisions fasting and praying helped me grow closer to christ because i was giving him more time in my day fasting and praying really helped me internally mostly so i think sometimes we think food is the one that is gonna fill us up but trust me sometimes you just need god to fill you up so fasting and praying has helped me being filled up like for people just that don't know how to fast you can honestly look into the like examples of uh, in the bible like there is daniel fast esther fast. like there is different type of fasting and the heart that is willing and searching for god god he will truly show you you know so yeah it has been a blessing for me i know most of the time as people of course we tend to be lazy about it we're just like oh, it's not eating like how am i gonna be but honestly fasting and praying it's just showing god like you want to talk this time to him like it's just compromising that few days or that few, few one day you know for god so as you know in a relationship even i don't know in a, any kind of relationship family relationship marriage relationship friendship relationship sometimes you have to compromise like even if you don't want to talk to your friend that day and she really needs you sometimes you just like okay tell me like i have few minutes you know so with god as well it's a relationship to run a relationship you have to walk with the person you have to compromise for the person it's not even compromising because god gives us everything so you have to actually learn how to, to say if jesus fasted he was perfect he was god how much do i need to fast honestly it has been a blessing for me so anyone willing to try it you can just try it it can be one day god does not put any days like you can be one day and one last thing yeah helped me as well it was one of your 
Bontus podcast about casting with uh, I don't remember the girl, but oh Danielle Placid. Danielle, exactly Danielle. So that that like let them check it out. It's a really yes. Yeah. Yes. Amazing. We are so happy to have you Sharon on the show and you have really spoken a lot of things and encouragement um to young people, a lot of topics and um from social media to bullying to encouragement to coming back to God and building a relationship with him. I think so many young people can relate with um so many things that you have said and encouraged them and um who knows one day Sharon is going to be preaching at church you know <laughs> never know never know guys so just wait for the invitation and um come and watch her preach one day for sure thank you so much again Sharon for coming and sharing your testimony and being real and raw that's something that I really appreciate about today and about your testimony is that you were real uh raw and authentic about your story and um that's something that we want to share with you guys um each of you have a story a testimony and it doesn't have to look like mine it doesn't have to look like Sharon's it can be completely different but your story in itself is beautiful your story is the way god made it to be and it has a purpose so don't be ashamed of your story number 1 number 2 um hold fast to your story and number 3 is don't be ashamed to share it with those around you because your testimony could be the message that someone is waiting for to be set free from whatever they're going through to have a sense of belonging and purpose of i know that sharon went through it so i can come through it as well i know that sharon got hope so i can get hope as well so we pray that you may find freedom in jesus and that you may have a relationship with him if you have learned anything from this episode you can share it on any of your social media platforms you can share it with your friends with your family this episode because we want people to get the encouragement so share the word share the episode join us next time for another episode thank you so much and bye